A'udhu Billahi Minash Shaitanir Rajeem Rajeem Bismillahirrahmanirrahim Assalamu Alaikum Dear listeners, my name is Abbas I'm uh, here. here with Muhammad as my co-host And today we've got uh, something very exciting for you uh, A little, a mini-series you could say uh, Around the personalities of Ashura, the personalities of Muharram So in this series we're going to be taking a look, a deeper look you could say At some of the characters in the Battle of Karbala and uh, in this podcast, we're going to be taking a look at someone who, I guess, we don't really look at. The bad guys. The bad guys. Yeah. And w- one of the worst, one of the, uh, you yeah. could say. Yeah. Today, we're going to be looking at Shimmer bin Viljoshan. And today, we are joined by the amazing father, <laughs> Christopher Clohesse. Thank you. We, we've um, featured him on the podcast before. Uh, very excited to have you back. Thank, uh, thank, thank you. For you. Doing, thank you for coming. And so, I guess, initially to kick off then, Father Chris, why do you think it's, it's, is it important that we look at someone like Shimmer in, in a more academic light rather than just in an emotional point of view? Okay, so, so yes, if, we, if we're going to talk about this man, um, and he's really not a great guy, but, but let's talk about him and stripping away just for a moment all of our emotions, yeah. justifiable repugnance for a human being who is ter- really a terrible human being. Let's just put that aside for a moment and, and examine him academically and historically. Because I think that if you look at the bad guys of Karbala, and there's quite a lot of them, but if you name the main bad guys, I think you've got two pairs. I think on the one side, you've got Yazid and you've got Umar bin Saad. And on the other side, you've got Ibn Ziyad and you've got Shimmer. And I think that Yazid and Umar were slightly milder men, that they were even only less likely, less eager for for blood and and showed a kind of reluctance for what, what had happened. Mm-hmm. Um, even if they didn't repent of what had happened, they, they should have, and I think we'll see that if we get to talk about Umar bin Saad. In Yazid, you see it in how he behaves after Karbala. He's, he's um, quite clearly re- repelled by what he's done, and he understands the gravity of what he's done. You see it in the way he treats the survivors, mm-hmm. far more gently than Ziyad does. You see that he is fixated with Ali, the new Imam, and insists on having him around all the time. And all of that suggests to me that when you're dealing with, with Ziyad and, and, and um, his sudden mood changes and his brutality, when you're dealing with him and with, um, with Shimmer, you're dealing with two far more brutal men who really had, had a bloodlust. Do you think that's because Shimmer, may knew, uh, Shimmer didn't know how to play the political game? Like Yazid had political ambitions. So he said, um, it would be good to have the fourth Imam on our side. Or was it due to him just generally not liking? I think it's due to a number of factors. And in fact, one of the amusing things about Shimmer, if there's anything amusing, is besides the fact that he gets hammered by Al-Hussein and his soldiers, Shimmer gets hammered by his own soldiers, some of whom just refuse to obey him. There's at least one man who says to them, why don't you kill him? Why do you tell me to kill him? He's one of his own soldiers. So, and he gets hammered by a, n- a number of people so that even if he's a brutal man, he lacks political savvy and he doesn't have that leadership quality that you see in some of the others. And I think that, that lack makes him more brutal because now he's got to prove himself in, in some way. He gets, he gets challenged by, by everybody. So he's, he's got a long name. So in some of the texts, in the voweling of the Arabic, some texts call him Shamr. But mostly it's Shimmer, bin Ziyal Jaushan, bin Shurahbil, bin Al-Awa, bin Umar, bin Muawiyah, bin Al-Amir. This is his name. Good so effort, just, good effort. Let's just call him Shimmer. <laughs> and he's a Yemeni. He comes from the Yemen. He's a Yemeni. He's a tribal leader. And the, the key, one of the key issues is there was a time when he'd been an Ali supporter. 
certainly at the Battle of Safin, Shimmer is found on the correct side, on, yeah. on Ali's side. And then something makes him switch sides. And some of the historians go into what that may have been. And eventually he's going to be assassinated for that, for the fact that he switched sides and then also uh, helped to, to, to kill uh, Hussein. Now, now, Shia Islam generally, broadly, puts the responsibility of Hussein's death on the shoulders of two men, primarily, on Yazid and Ziyad. Those are the two guys who, in the Shia, Shia mind, are the two most responsible. One is, sorry, one is, one is Ziyad, Yazid's governor, and the other is Shimmer. Yeah. He's the second one. Um, and and for, for this is the man, Shimmer, this is the soldier who does the most powerful arguments against Hussein. This is the guy who's persuading the leaders to go for him and to get him. And we've got plenty of texts, plenty of, of, of texts where it might have been resolved but Shimmer stepped in wow. and yeah. said, don't do it. You've okay. got to go after him and you've got to get him. So, so if Ziyad is maybe a little less guilty because he's far from the battlefield, and if Shimmer is not the one who actually kills Hussein, this is a, another man called Sinan, Shimmer really, of all of them, bears the most responsibility. Um, there's a, there's a, a moment where, where, where Umar bin Saad actually negotiates with Al Hussein. Yeah. And, and, and then he writes... To, to, to back to sort of headquarters, or at least Umar bin Saad, sorry, negotiates with Hussein and writes to Ziyad and says, no, 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 come on, he's not full of hatred. It's all quite peaceful. You don't have to worry anymore. Everything's happy now. He's, he's ready to set things right with you. He's promised me that he will go back from where he came from and or we can send him to some border outpost. He's quite happy to kind of go into exile. So this is, this is Umar bin Saad now writing to Ziyad and we're not quite sure if he's telling the truth or not. But, but he'll just be another Muslim. He'll be faithful. He'll yeah. be dutiful. Or even he'll go to Yazid and put his hand in Yazid's hand and they'll make peace. And when Ziyad reads this, then he says, that's brilliant. I'm delighted by this. This, this is a sincere man, Hussein. He's, he's a good man. And then Shimmer stands up and says, no, 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 no. You're being fooled. And Umar is fooling you because he and, he and Hussein are great friends. They sit chatting all night. And okay. he's, he's trying to yeah. fool you. And so it's Shimmer who eventually twists the mind of Ziyad to, to actually go after Imam Hussein. He says, are you going to accept his hand if you don't get rid of him? He will control you and dominate you. So don't show any weakness, did, Shimmer. Did, did he sort of have like a personal vendetta against Imam Hussein Shimmer? Or was this... As, and it's quite interesting to see why he's different. I mean, it's, it's interesting to see that he was part of Imam Hussein's father's army at one point. One point. And, and now you're saying that even Ibn Ziyad thought, okay, maybe we can leave him be. And he was the one, Shimmer was the one to say, no, we have to get rid of him. It could have been a number of things. It could have been that he just made a bad choice. That Shimmer was, <laughs> we all make bad choices. Yeah, that, that he was a man yeah. with ambition yeah. as a military leader. And he backed the wrong horse. He went with the Yazid Ziyad camp instead yeah. of the Hussein camp. And that's not, that's not hard to understand in that you have a huge majority against a tiny minority. The odds are stacked up against mm -hmm. the, the Ahl Bayt. So it's not surprising that Shimmer, who's ambitious and not very intelligent, quite clearly, because yeah. his own soldiers walk all over him, it's quite clear that he, he makes a He was a, a sheep a, a, following a the crowd. Yeah, he's, yeah. A, he's a sheep. Yeah. But, but he manages to persuade Ziyad to go after Hussein. And, and we, we're not entirely sure about these conversations 
on the way to Karbala because the texts say different things. Mm. How much was Hussein willing to concede? Was he willing to go back? Was he willing to surrender? Was mm. he? We don't. We yeah. don't know yeah. what the texts. I mean, the texts are different. But if this is true, it means that Shima is the guy who is most responsible for this. Um, and so, and so we we have this growing rift. So there's a rift that grows between Yazid and Ziyad because Yazid thinks Ziyad is dragging his feet. There's a rift between Ziyad and Shimmer because Ziyad, uh, be, between Ziyad and Umar bin Saad because Ziyad thinks that he's dragging his feet and sends Shimmer to threaten him. He says, if you don't can't lead this army, just tell me and I'll send somebody wow. else. Okay. So there's yeah. an enormous amount of infighting going on between the bad guys. And I think it's partly really bad conscience and partly because they've got themselves now into a situation that they can't get out of. Yeah. If they get out of it, then as Shimmer rightly says, you're going to show yourself weak in front of Al-Hussein. So, so if you read the history books, there's a, there, one of the, the things about Kabul is lots of people wrote lots of letters. There were letters flying yeah. back and forth <laughs> for those many. days between all kinds of people. Everybody yeah. obviously carried a little pen and paper with them because everybody was writing letters to each other. Yeah. And the letters were carried quite fast from one person to another. So, so eventually Hussein is going to be confronted and said, absolutely not. You're not going to do anything. You're not going to go and chat with, with Yazid. You are going to submit to Yazid. Mm -hmm. That is what you're going to do. Yeah. And that, of course, Al-Hussein in conscience is unable to do. Um, so so, so Shimon is certainly on the battlefield. Um, and he plays quite an active role in the battle and quite a bad role in the battle. So you pick up the brutality of Shimmer, less so in his dialogues and more so in, in his actions. So there's at least one of Al-Hussein's army who records that this, this big guy came yeah. galloping past them, fully armored in all this armor. And he galloped past them. And then once he galloped past them, he turned back. And there's a fire that Al-Hussein has set yes. between yeah, his yeah, tents yeah. and the army. And seeing the fire, this guy on a horseback starts shouting, Hussein, you, you're going towards hellfire yourself. Yeah. And I see that you, you know it because you've lit these fires. And Hussein responds, that sounds like shimmer. shimmer yes, yes. So he knows who he is. Yeah. Um, and he says, you are much more worthy to be burnt by the fires of hell than I am. Now, it's hard to imagine this dialogue happening in the height of battle. But in fact, there are extraordinary dialogues in the height of Karbala. All of these all of these members of the Akhul Bayt go out one by one to fight, and all of them go out reciting poetry, quite arrogant poetry in the sense that it, it mocks their enemy mm -hmm. as they go out. Um, and so you have this odd conversation of Shimmer, who is, who is now mocking Al-Hussein yeah. and threatening him with, with a religious punishment, the punishment of God himself for what he's doing. And Hussein answers very quickly. One of Hussein's soldiers then says, let me shoot him. I can easily kill him, and Hussein forbids it. He says, no, I will not be what? the first to fire. Yeah. Okay. Let them fire first. So it's, it shows in Hussein this enormous restraint. And it shows the contrast. And between, the contrast yeah. between this bloodthirsty man and yeah. a man who's trying to protect his family. Sure. Um, that's a very, it's very intriguing that yes. um, I've never heard opposing it. side of Imam Hussein is actually like threatening him. Yeah. You're going to be burning in hellfire. Yeah. Because we know yeah. that there were people on uh, the side of uh, Yazid and on Shimmer's side, who they kind of knew that they were in the wrong, but they were they were more so in it just for this world rather for, than yeah the world. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But do you do you think that Shimmer like really thought that in his mind that he's he's on the right side? Well, that's interesting because Shimmer himself gives us a description of his own Islam because yeah. he is challenged about his Islam. 
earlier on, when he's listened to what Hussein has to say, defending the Akhubayt, defending his rights, defending Ali and all of this, Shimmer says to him, if I understand you correctly, what you said, then I have to tell you that my worship of God is a very, I worship God very shakily on the edge. So that's Shimmer describing his own Islam. Mm -hmm. I, I worship God shakily and on the edge. And one of Hussein's defendants says, actually, I think you worship God very shakily on 70 edges. <laughs> so there's this constant mocking. So Shimmer, Shimmer does not portray himself as a devout practicing Muslim. There's absolutely no way he, he makes a joke about, about his own worship, which is a little bit dubious. So to threaten Al-Hussein with hellfire then is an extraordinary thought yeah. because, because it doesn't make, make any sense. Um, there's another of, of Hussein. I'm very interested in the conversations that go on. Yeah. One of Hussein's soldiers is defending um, Hussein with a long speech, and Shimmer shoots an arrow at him and says, Can you stop talking? He says, <laughs> May God silence you by death. I am so tired of your sermon. And this soldier says back, I'm not even talking to you. <laughs> you're too stupid, basically. He says, You're an animal. You couldn't possibly understand me. He says, I doubt whether you understand even two verses of God's book. Yes. Um, his accusation. And he says, so let me give you two verses of God's book, one about retribution on the day of judgment and one about the torture that you're going wow. to go, go wow. through. Um, and and Shiva then says, God's going to kill you soon and your master. And the soldier says, "Are you? if you're trying to scare me with death, I'd rather be dead than have to live with you forever. So <laughs> they taunt. I mean, there's a real taunting that goes yeah. on. And the point being that Shimmer doesn't doesn't frighten the, the soldiers around Hussein. He obviously is not as powerful as he pretends to be mm -hmm. because they easily answer him back. Um, but he's a brutal guy. I mean, he 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 sees a woman of the Ahlbeit going out to, to sit by the body of her husband, and he orders her killed as well there on the battlefield. Yeah. Just kill her, he says. Um, and that's a, a memorable incident. Um, he tries to attack Al Hussein's tents and set the baggage on fire. Eventually this is going to happen, but right during the battle, and, and even Hussein is absolutely horrified. Why would you do that, he says. What sort of human being are you that you would attack my family, my wives, my women, and my children? Shame on you, he says. Yeah. You, 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 you just behave like a human being. So, mm -hmm. so his brutality comes through. Um, again, again, uh, even one of his own soldiers, a guy called Humayd bin Muslim, and Humayd bin Muslim is a very interesting man, because he is one of the eyewitnesses, one of the chief eyewitnesses of Karbala. He's on Shimmer's side, yes. okay. but he has a lot to say about Zainab. He witnesses Lady Zainab on more than one occasion in action. So I, I treat him as quite an important eyewitness. Even he says your behavior is inappropriate to oh. his own commander. Oh, wow. He says, you know, why is it you want to do two evil things, kill women and children in the sight of God? It's not enough what you're doing already. You know, are you going to add these things? So here on the battlefield is a commander being challenged by his own soldiers. And that for me is, is that's, that's, fascinating. So yeah. I think that in the end, I think Shimmer is just bravado. He's lots of, you know, shouting and screaming. But in the end, um, he, he has very little real um, military strength or military power and his own, his own soldiers. Do you think um, that's, that's why he would target women and children? Example, well, no, I, think, like I suspect that, that that's a weak point, an easy, it's just, it's an easy point. Yeah, you know, if, if I can't, you know, if I can't challenge Al Hussein himself, then I'll get his wives and his children. Mm -hmm. And he knew that that would be um, a weak point. He 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 he, he shouts out while he's attacking. There's a line that Shema uses. He says he calls the Ahlbeit enemies of God. He says, enemies of God, escape while you can. 
Escape from me, because I am going to strike you and I don't ever run away. I am for you a bitter pill. I am a poison and a bitter herb for you. This is what Shimon is shouting at the Ahlbeit as he tries to set the tents on fire. Um, so, in the end, Al Hussein is killed because Shimon shouts at his own soldiers to do it. Yeah. Nobody wants to. The real truth of Karbala is that none of the soldiers wanted to kill Hussein. Yeah, at that, they that all, final moment. At that yeah. final moment, they were all hoping that somebody else would do it. And, and so he finally tells the soldiers, I said at the beginning, he says to the soldier, um, kill him. And the soldier says, you kill him. And Shimon says, how dare you talk like that to me? And his own soldier says, well, how dare you talk to me like that? <laughs> Just, his own yeah. soldiers are rebelling against him. Um, and the killer is actually a man called Sinan bin Anas. Yes. And Sinan bin Anas is described even by the Sunni historians as a very good poet, but a bit insane. <laughs> <laughs> and Sinan bin Anas, after the battle, goes and sings the song at the tent of Ziyad, I've killed the best of men. And even Ziyad says, you're a nutcase. You can't say these things. You know, Yazid would have you killed if he heard you saying these things. Um, so, so the story of Shema doesn't quite finish at the death of Al-Hussein. Yeah. because he's still got some brutality in him. And immediately after the death of Al-Hussein, he makes for the tents and he tries to kill young Ali yeah. bin Al-Hussein, who, who, as we know, is there. And once again, who is it who intervenes? Who made? Who made his own soldier again steps in and saves this boy's life. He says, you're surely not going to kill a child. So, so twice in Karbala, we have an enemy soldier who steps in and helps to save the Ahubayt for a reason we don't fully understand because he's on the enemy's side. Is it, but Humayd's also going to be the one who helps to bring the head of Al-Hussein yeah, yeah. to the palace. So he's a very curious figure. Was there, is there anything to do with, I don't know, from maybe your studies, maybe like Arabian battle etiquette where you don't... I, I suspect that his own soldiers challenging him suggest that he went far beyond the limits. And they, they, I mean, in all battle, there's etiquette when it comes to yeah. women and children. I, I suspect that his own soldiers had to point out the obvious to Shimmer because he has a bloodlust. I think he's angry. Um, he's he's already knows that he's in, he's kind of had these fights with various people who are not happy with yeah. his behaviour. Um, and 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 in fact, in fact, then our friend Umar bin Saad arrives, and he gives an order that countermands the order of Shimmer. He says, nobody is to touch the Ahubayt here in the tents. And he says, if you've taken anything, any of you, you give it back immediately to them. So really? at the very end, wow. Shima is humiliated in front of the whole Ahubayt by Umar bin Saad, who is really the commander of the battle. Shima had command of the left flank. Yes. He wasn't the battle commander. Um, and he's now humiliated in front of the women and children and has to tell the soldiers, give back anything you've looted, which they don't do. There's no... Uh, looting. So, still not finished because then Shimmer helps to accompany the heads of the survivors, not Hussein's head. Curiously, you would think that Shimmer would want to carry Hussein's head, but he doesn't get to carry out Hussein's head. He goes with another man who and they carry the heads of 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 um, of the, the other survivors. Is, is that he doesn't want to or he's not allowed to? I think to? he's not allowed to. I think that Umar doesn't permit it. That's quite poignant. And, and I think there's good yeah. reason for that. I and mean, yeah. I think in that moment, he takes away from Shimmer the thing, thing he, he desired wanted most. to do, to plant the head yeah. in front of Ziyad and say, there you are, yeah. I've done this. In fact, there's a, a very interesting character called uh, Muhafid bin Thalaba, and he carries Al Hussein's head and he arrives at Ziyad uh, from Ziyad to, to Yazid, and with him is Shimmer. So in the last part of the journey, Shimmer is there. 
carrying the head with this man. This man arrives at the door of, of Yazid's palace and he says, I have brought you the head of the stupidest man who ever lived. Wow. And Yazid says to him, your mother gave birth to the stupidest man who ever lived. <laughs> and it's, it's a crushing blow, but it also suggests that Yazid realizes he's done something terrible mm. and now he's going to do everything he can to make it up. So Shuma, final point, Shuma only outlives Hussein by five years. He dies in 685. Um, assassinated for a whole lot of reasons, partly Karbala, but also a long memory that he had betrayed Ali by changing sides after the Battle of Sifi. Yes. Yeah. yeah, he joined the, the Khawarij. Yeah. He joined the Khawarij, yeah. Thank you, Father. Excellent. I mean, that was, uh, excellent. was amazing. Uh, amazing. Uh, yeah. I didn't know anything that what you said is a great education for, right. I think, everyone listening. Now we can go back to hating the guy. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think it's important to look at these personalities uh, just purely academically so we can truly analyse what they were. Yeah, before Karbala, after Karbala, so it's generally really yeah. interesting. I mean, honestly, if if you if this I listened to this podcast and I didn't know yeah. Shimon actually killed him, I was saying I would end up feeling a bit sorry for the guy. Yeah, yeah. But, but then, he's, I don't, despite obviously. not striking the death blow, he is the man most responsible. Yeah. more than Yazid and Ziyad and Shimon, who, who who brings the battle to happen. So he must bear the greatest responsibility. Thank you. Thank you to our co-host Muhammad as well. And thank you for listening to our dear listeners. As always, please let us know if you have any feedback, uh, feedback suggestions for uh, topics, also for speakers you'd like to be on the podcast. Our uh, social media is all at Al-Hadi Youth. Uh, wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.